Hello, this is Pastor Tim Brown from Bailey Road Christian Church. Our desire is to share God's love and God's word with all people. Now let's listen to today's scripture followed by our message. The first reading this morning is from 1 John chapter 4. Verse 7 through 10. Dear friends, let us love one another, for love comes from God. Everyone who loves has been born of God and knows God. Whoever does not love does not know God, because God is love. This is how God showed his love among us. He sent his one and only Son into the world that we might live through him. And in Matthew 18 through 21, this is how the birth of Jesus Christ came about. His mother Mary was pledged to be married to Joseph, but before they came together, she was found to be with child through the Holy Spirit. Because Joseph, her husband, was a righteous man and did not want to expose her, to public disgrace, he had in mind to divorce her quietly. But after he had considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife, because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. May God bless the hearing of his word. During the Christmas season, um, because of my uh, part-time job as a chaplain, I get to do quite a few uh, Christmas celebrations, and that's a lot of fun to sing. And One of the favorite questions that I have to ask them is to ask them, what is the, the most memorable gift that you received when you were growing up? Now, I could ask that, but then that would take a long time, so I won't do that. But some of their answers are things like this. Just this last time when I asked that question, uh, the lady said, a, a Shirley Temple doll. And we kind of talked about how expensive that could be today, other than the fact that she kind of laughed about that and said that I loved it so much that the hair was starting to come out, you know. Usually the guys will come uh, with things like this, you know, a big Tonka tr truck that they received or, or, or maybe um, uh, some music. What's that? Hot Wheel What's that? Hot Wheel, cars. Hot Wheel cars. Yes, I have heard that. Hot Wheel cars. There, there we go. Anybody else? Any other guys have a favorite one they received when they were growing up? What's that? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. My favorite, I think, was still the, uh, the super kick guy. You know, you hit the head on the, uh, the hand, it had the, the leg that kicked the ball, you know, so it's just wonderful to, to remember all those things. Well, as we get older, though, it, it seems like it's harder to, to find those special, um, those special gifts. Uh, and I, this was especially true with my parents as they were getting older. You know, us as kids, we were always trying to figure out what do we give them? And we would ask them, you know, what do you want for Christmas? And they say, oh, I don't really need anything. And then you know what's coming next, right? Oh, just having everybody home for Christmas is the best gift, you know? 
Uh, that didn't help us any when we wanted to buy them a gift. And so I think my mom probably received a new pair of gloves probably every year for Christmas, you know. I find, though, as I get a little bit older, uh, that I, I kind of have the same sentiments. I'm, I'm a little bit more like them, you know, um, that really the best thing is really to have the family and the friends uh, gathered around for Christmas. Now this, by the way, because I've got three of my children here, that is, does not give you an excuse for not giving me a present, because I still want a gift. <laughs> but I want you all home for Christmas. Because really it's the relationships, it's the love that we share at Christmas time that really is what makes Christmas matter. Because Christmas is all about love. And that's what I want to talk about today. I want to suggest that Christmas is about God, who is love, that this God came down to earth in love, and that God came to the cross to fulfill the demands of love. So the three points that I want to lift up from 1 John 4, the passage that, that Ron read, is that first, that, that love comes from God, and that second, that God in Christ came down to the earth because of love, and third, that Christ came down to the cross to be our Savior. And I think all of you would agree that this world needs more love, and that love is the most important thing and our scripture answers the question, where does love come from? It tells us, dear friends, let us love one another, for love comes from God. And this love has always been. There's never been a time when love has not existed. In 1 John, it says, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. In other words... Since God has always been, love has always been. Even before the creation of the world, love existed. Remember, Jesus was praying to the Father in John 17. He says, Father, I want those you have given me to be with me where I am and to see my glory, the glory you have given me uh, because you love me for before the creation of the world. So love existed before creation, and it was love between God, the Father, and the Spirit, and the Son. God was loving Jesus, and the Holy Spirit, and Jesus, the Holy Spirit, and God, and Holy Spirit was, you know, it was just a love fest. And out of that loving relationship, God created us and envisioned us for the purpose so that we would join in on the love feast or the love fest with God. That's why we were created in a nutshell. We were created by love, in love, for the purpose of being in perfect fellowship and love with God. That's why we were created. In Ephesians 1, uh, 4 to 7, these are the words of the Apostle Paul. It says, For he chose us in, in him before the creation of the world to be holy and blameless in his sight. In love he predestined us for adoption as sonship through Jesus Christ in accordance with his pleasure and his will. So we were created in love for the purpose of loving others and for the purpose of loving God. And when we do those things, it brings pleasure to God and God's will is accomplished on earth. Actually, love is, our love for one another is the very evidence that God lives within us. 
Conversely, if, if we aren't loving, then probably God isn't living within us, or we are doing something that is not allowing the Spirit to flow freely through us. Otherwise, we would look like and act like the God who lives within us. So Christmas is about love. And so if you are looking for love this Christmas, don't seek out a dating site. First, seek to fall in love and embrace Jesus. And then choose to love each other. Remember, God is the author of love. And so let God direct your path to find even more love in life. So to recap, God, even before the creation of the world, was in a loving relationship with Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And God, out of love, was thinking about each one of us so that we could join in that great fellowship of love. So where does love come from? That was our first point, that love comes from God. The second point is this, and it really comes on the, the tail of the first one in the sense that God's love came down to earth. This really is the meaning of Christmas, isn't it? John 3.16 says, For God so loved the world that he sent his only son. This is the best gift of Christmas. The baby wrapped in swaddling clothes. Our text reminds us, this is how God showed his love among us. He sent his one and only son into the world that we might live through him. God clearly understood that by ourselves we could not achieve a level of love that we were intended to enjoy here on earth. It's for this reason that God sent his son. And this gift came to us in a most remarkable way, as the most delicate and vulnerable of all creatures, the human baby. This is the irony or the paradox of Christmas, isn't it? The most powerful and glorious came as the simplest and the most helpless package. God would become man. The Son of God would become the Son of Man. Yes, God the Creator, God in Christ who lived in the splendor and the perfection of heaven, yes, God who is love would humbly come down to our world. That's the greatest gift of Christmas. But why did he come? And why did he come then? Was it just because he wanted to have a romantic picture that displays and shows us what love is all about? Now, partly. The picture, the, the, the scene of the angels proclaiming the holy birth and the, the shepherds greeting the king in the manger and the wise men who come from afar to offer their gifts. It's all a part of that romantic look at the love of God. In addition, he, he came to, to proclaim that he keeps his promises. For the promise of Jesus' coming was proclaimed many, many years by the prophets. Isaiah would say, For unto us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be upon his shoulders. Isaiah 9, 6. And Jesus came also as a humble child to demonstrate that God's desire is to be accessible and available without any need of fear. Surely he could have come with power and glory, and the people would have fallen to their faces in worship. But God came as a child because he didn't want us to fear him. He wanted us to embrace him. But there is a third truth that reveals, and it's revealed in our passage, to so the reason why God came. 
Jesus came to the cross to fulfill the longings and the demands of love. And you could also say he came to fulfill the demands of holiness and justice for the payment or the justice for sin is death. My sin and your sin separate us from the love of a holy God. And remember, we were created to be in union and to be in existence. We were created to be in that loving relationship. So from the very beginning, God understood that this had to be a part of his plan because God gave us free will to do what we would want. He wanted us to choose to love him, and God understood that we would not be able to to love perfectly and that our hearts would wander. Thus, out of love, Christ came and went to the cross. 1 John 4, in our passage, says, This is love. Not that we love God, but that he loved us and sent his son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. Jesus would die the death that we could not die so that we could live the life that we could only live when we are united to Christ because of the redeeming act of Jesus on the cross. Yes, Christmas is a romantic look at the love of God, and we need to appreciate that. But we never should forget the fact that he came to die on a cross for us, to be our Savior. In the passage in uh, Matthew 1, verse 21, which Ron also read, it reveals that even the angels understood clearly why it was that Jesus came. The angel is speaking to Joseph and says this, she, meaning Mary, will give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus because he will save his people from their sins. The very name Jesus means Savior. In the Hebrew, the name Jesus derives from the name Yeshua, which means a deliverer or to rescue. And what are we delivered from? What are we being rescued from? Being rescued from our own sins and our own brokenness. And that's why he came to the cross. That's why he came to the world. And why would he do that? Was it because we were ready or because we deserved it? No, surely not. Even when we weren't crying out to him, Jesus came to go to the cross. Even when we weren't experiencing any kind of revival or renewal, Jesus came to the cross. Even when we didn't respond to the message and the ministry of Jesus on the earth, Jesus came to the cross. Even when he was rejected by his own, Jesus willingly came to the cross. Only a few would cry out for him to help them. Only a few would have room and receive Jesus into their hearts. Most weren't prepared. That's one of the reasons why at Christmas time we often talk about John the Baptist who came to prepare the way of the Lord and to call the people to repentance so that they would be ready for the king when he came. But Jesus came not because we were good or because we are ready. Jesus is not like the the vision of Santa Claus who comes to the homes of the good little girls and boys. No, Jesus comes to the homes of the sinners. Not because we deserve it, but because God's love and justice demanded it. You see, we were born to be loved and to join in that perfect union with Jesus and with the Holy Spirit and with the Father. 
Jesus told his disciples, There is no greater love than this, that a man shall lay down his life for his friends. This is the marvelous gift of Christmas. It's the gift that was freely given, but yet it costs so much. What a precious gift. 1 Peter 1, 18-20 talks about this gift. It says, For you know that it was not with a perishable things, such as silver and gold, that you were redeemed from this empty way of life and handed down to you from your forefathers, but with the precious blood of Christ, a lamb without blemish or defect. He was chosen before the creation of the world, but was revealed at these last times for your sake. And all of this is ours, and we receive it just through our faith and belief in Christ. John 3.16, For God so loved the world that he gave his only Son, for whoever believes in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. Vance Hefner said this, that Christmas is based upon an exchange of gifts, the gift of God to man, his unspeakable gift of his Son, and the gift of man to God when he presents his bodies as a living sacrifice. And this is by no means a fair exchange of gifts. Yet because of Jesus' death, he won our salvation and the ultimate gift of eternal life. He took away the barrier that stopped love from flowing between the two of us so that we can, we can ponder these words, this truth from Romans 8, with this knowledge in mind. It says this, He who did not spare his own son, but gave him up for all of us, how will he not also give along with him graciously give us all things? Who will bring any charge against those who God has chosen? It is God who justifies. Who then is the one who condemns? No one. Christ Jesus, who died more than that, who is raised to life, is at the right hand of God and is also interceding for us. Who shall separate us from the love of God in Christ? Shall trouble or hardship or persecution or famine or nakedness or danger or sword? No, in all of these things, we are more than conquerors through Christ Jesus who loves us. For I am convinced that neither death nor life, neither angels or demons, neither the present or the future, nor any powers, neither heights or depths, nor anything else in all of creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. This is the truth that we can proclaim because of the most precious and beautiful gift given, Jesus Christ our Lord. As we think about these things, also remember those very first words that were written, uh, that were given to us by Ron. These come from 1 John 4. Dear friends, let us love one another. For love comes from God, and everyone who loves has been born of God and knows God. Christmas is all about God. It's all about love. Make room for Jesus this Christmas. And make room in your heart to love other people. Because as we love other people, we bring healing to them. Remember that perfect love covers a multitude of sins. Maybe your love will bring hope and comfort to another. Maybe that love will heal your heart as well. Let us pray. Dear God, I thank you for the greatest gift of all, 
the gift of a baby who grew up to become a savior. Help us to receive that savior. Help us to receive that love. Thank you, dear Jesus, for the most beautiful gift. We thank you and pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for joining us and listening to today's message. Please keep connected with us and check out our website, baileyroad.org. And may the Lord fill you with joy as you turn to God's holy word.